Hey, students. Happy Friday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson and Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Oh, it's a good Friday. Happy to be here. Oh, actually, no. Good Friday is not until spring. So (laughs) Great Friday. Yeah, it's Great Friday. (laughs) It's Great Friday. The the second Friday of November is always called Great Friday. Uh, I'm going to need you to reach back into the deep, dark recesses of your mind, Brother Wing, and I want you to think back to when you were a kid. I mean, I was at your house the other day. And I saw that your your boy, your second to youngest boy, he had gotten a Sharpie marker out and he had like he had vandalized his body. He had <laughs> tattooed himself with the Sharpie as a permanent Sharpie marker. Is it still on his like leg? Were you able to get it all off? It was it it's gone now, but it took, you know, a few shades of like <laughs> you had to peel some skin <laughs> off of him to get yeah. <laughs> poor kid. But so I want to, uh, but this is just kind of standard practice for for this particular son of yours. But I'm I want you to think back to when you were a kid. Like, I want you to reveal nothing too terrible. Uh, but what's the worst you ever got in trouble by your parents? Like, you came in late as a teenager. You s- slashed your brother's tires. <laughs> you. <laughs> Oh man, I have a plethora of options here to choose from uh, on this. I will say that there was one time that I broke curfew and my mom was like, as you know, that was on a Friday. Now I'm going out on Saturday night. And so she gives me a stern talking to before, like, you need to come in on time tonight. Okay. 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 Well, I came in late on Saturday. Again, two nights in a row? Two nights in a row. I come in and they're not up or my mom at least is not up waiting for me. And, um, and so then there's a note hanging instead. And I was like, Oh, oh, this is going to be bad. And so she, she had written on the note since you're late a second night in a row, you have to read a verse of scripture. And I was, I thought it was going to be like a, you're going to hell verse. Right. And so (laughs) I hope it was, it, it was in first Nephi. I open up to the verse and it was the one that says Lehi dwelt in a tent. So my mom was cracking a joke on me and being so merciful. And so <laughs> I don't know that I broke curfew again after that. That was, that's some, that is, that's a great, I'm glad that you shared that because that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today in Hebrews chapter 12 is the way that good parents chasten their kids or correct their kids. That's another word for chastening. The very best parent that we have is our heavenly, our heavenly parents, our heavenly father uh, chastens us or corrects us. Not only when we break curfew, but for other stuff as well. So Paul is going to talk about why that's important that we recognize, uh, you know, some, maybe an implied principle here about um, why it's important to recognize that, that God is chasing us. What other lessons come from knowing that God is going to correct us when we make when we make mistakes? So, what can we learn here in Hebrews chapter twelve, brother Wayne? Yeah, so we're building on the context of chapter eleven, where we had like so many examples of people demonstrating actual faith in Jesus Christ, and then the miraculous things that happened because of that. And so, uh, chapter twelve starts this way. Um, I'm going to read from the NRSV. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Um, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, or the way the King James says it easily besets us or easily beset us. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. So since we have all these examples of faith, now we want to be inspired. Now we are inspired to do something about it. We want to act in our way, our faithfulness. Let's run this race, as he says. Um, verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we're going to focus on him um, with this. And so he is then going to provide the guidance, the counsel, the feedback, dare I use the word, the chastening and correction mm -hmm. that we might need so that we can um, get better and draw closer to him. And so we can be open to this correction that he's going to give us. It's a form of love. Uh, that how he's going to correct us, give us feedback, point us in the right direction, uh, even chasten us. And we can look for this, you know, chastening doesn't sound super fun. Uh, and it probably isn't in the moment, but the result of it when it comes from the Lord is, is uh, positive. It's a, it's an act of love that he would uh, give us this. And so we really can look for this form of love uh, from the Lord so that we can draw closer to him and, and run this race successfully. Oh man. What you shared was like scriptural brother. I mean, look at verse 11. I like verse 11 where Paul says now, basically what you just said, he says, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, uh, but grievous. <laughs> All right. There's, it's very rare. I think that I've ever been uh, joyful in accepting the correction of, of when I've messed up. But then Paul says, nevertheless, Afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. That's an interesting thought. Like, why is it that correction from a loving parent, a loving father in heaven, why is it that the result of that is peace? I mean, there's it's anything but peace. When we sin and we feel that, that guilt and that turmoil inside of us and our stomachs turning in knots, um, why does that yield? How does that turn into peace? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's because of the relationship. So it's everything, our covenantal relationship with God, we're we're now more in harmony with him, which means we're really more in harmony with ourselves, like and who we really are. And so I think that's why we feel this peace after his kind of correction, because um We've got, we've kind of, as this, as the scriptures would say it, we've uh, reconciled ourselves um, to God. We we're more in harmony with truth and life actually just makes more sense um, at this point. I really do think it goes with the, the, it almost seems like a side comment that he's making in chapter 12, verse nine, where um, he says that, you know, um, we had had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we have given them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits um, and live like he is our father. And the, and the more we know him, the more we're going to know ourselves. And when we see ourselves as a divine child of God, we're, we're more open to this correction that he gives us. We know who we really are. And therefore we want to be in harmony with, with our true nature, you know, so much about this world makes us think that our true nature is something else. And therefore we're kind of like denying who we really are, you know, because we've, 
we kind of have some some mortal identity that that we kind of align with here and then when when something spiritual comes along we might be kind of like naturally opposed to that you know and yet the scripture is going to teach us there's something more going on here there's a bigger uh, more expansive view of who we actually really are and the scriptures provide that for us and so when we we see who we actually are and who and and what our actual opportunities are we want this feedback from god we want this chastening and we're we're we receive it um in a in a more healthy way it's almost like president nelson's a prophet when remember he recently has told us like the most important thing that we can do is is to gain a knowledge of our divine identity if we can gain that knowledge that we really are children of god then everything changes for us including when we're corrected uh, when we feel those promptings from the Holy Ghost and we're corrected. Uh, all right, students, we're so grateful that you listen to this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. We want you to listen every single time, share this podcast with others. Until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous. Stay righteous.